What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Alternate Reality, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Heber Hammer, and I am here with old friend of the pod, Dehooch. Yo, what's up? As you guys know, uh, Muggin is out for this week and may be out for next week, too. I'm not sure because apparently his power is out and won't be back on until the 8th, maybe. Shh. I think it's hurricane related. I um, oh my god, I totally forgot to check in on him. I'm so uh, Yeah, terrible. no, he's out of town, so he's okay. okay. But he said okay, that good, good. he got an alert saying that the power was out and that it might not be fixed until like the 8th or something like that. So oh, he's man. not sure what's going on with that. But anyways, we'll keep you guys in the loop. Um, let me quickly do the shameless shilling. So uh, thank you all for your support. It's been amazing for all of you guys uh, subscribing to Patreon. It's been awesome. Um, make sure to go to Patreon to check it out if you're interested. Patreon.com forward slash pod. You can look at all the different uh, tiers we have. Um, and then, of course, you can join our Discord. Discord.me forward slash ANR. You can just go to the role assignment selection, click on anything that you like that interests you, and then you'll have access to those channels. And then, of course, you can review the pod on uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It really helps out with visibility. And, of course, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify as well. So please do that. All right, let's hop over to the good stuff now. So we're going to be, there's not like a crazy amount of news, but there's some stuff. So first things first, we're going to talk about movies and TV. Andor, have you watched it? What do you think? I've watched the first, was it two, three episodes? Because they released the first three in a batch, right? Right. So I watched the first three episodes, and I like that it isn't like your typical Star Wars and that it's more... It's doing exactly what I want from IP-based stuff, where mm-hmm. it's a good show, but the right. characters, and it happens to be taking place in a Star Wars, in the Star Wars IP or Star Wars universe or whatever. Right. Like, that's the thing I want to see. Right. Uh, and, not just, and not just from Star Wars, but, like, from any IP, mm-hmm. right? Make it so it stands alone as a good story, but then the IP and the characters come in to add additional little flavor and nuggets and Easter eggs or whatever it is you want. So you're like, Oh, I recognize this and this from that, but overall that's a damn good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would so agree I, with you. I, I think that I haven't with, seen the fourth episode yet. Right. Well, the, I actually haven't either, but I think that um, I'm in the same exact boat as you. It's one of those things where I am glad that we're finally getting more of, of the light shined on some of these other people that occupy the world that aren't Jedi's right. Or, um, you know, any of the, the characters that we've known and loved that they refuse to, you know, stop paying attention to. So, yeah, yeah, I think that it's cool that they're doing that. And, um, I am a fan of what they've done so far. And I, I agree. Like it would be nice to see this kind of, um, value given to these characters in, in other IPs and in similar circumstances. So, um yeah definitely a fan worth the watch 100 percent um it's it's different which is something that they needed i think after the abomination of a series that we got with obi-wan but whatever um hot take (laughs) i think i'm the i think i'm in the general consensus on that but yeah but it's uh, up yeah it's up for debate i think um, Obi Wan was almost like the last Jedi, right? It's it's not quite that divisive, but whoa. it's getting there, right? No, uh, uh, no last Jedi can just like die a flaming. Oh death. yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in agreement with you that like you know, 
the last Jedi was not good. Right. Um, but, but I mean, like this I'm one, saying, like, this one is nowhere. Obi Wan, I guess, what I'm saying is Obi Wan is nowhere near as bad. Obi Wan was bad in my opinion, <laughs> like it was very bad, but it was nowhere near as bad as the no. Last Jedi. No, because yeah, because we, we talked about it before, the Last Jedi just threw everything. That was like, this is Star Wars. Oh, this is the foundation of like, the Star Wars universe. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although some could argue that you are a staunch supporter of the thing that secondly probably caused the most uproar within of a movie that featured the thing that caused like the second biggest like everything you know thrown out the window Force with the midichlorians no um phantom menace oh phantom menace and how yeah no all Fuck of a sudden that shit. Force... phantom menace was amazing dude i don't care <laughs> but, but, but darth the became... ball bro like that's it <laughs> but you... the phantom menace turned the force ability the, the ability to use the force from something that you could like like from a faith-based thing mm-hmm. to a blood disease. <laughs> I, I 100% agree that that was a weird move, but they've also like, I don't think that that is, I, I think that that can be rationalized within the world of what they've had so far. Yeah. They because they've never to make it they're, like, they're trying to make it mean that it's your, your affinity to, to be able yeah. to, uh, They've done it. They've or. they've retconned that to be in the world, but not quite as like. Let me check your blood count real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, so I I think that they found a happy medium with it, where it still exists, and they didn't explicitly say that what happened in Phantom Menace was wrong or anything. But yeah, like I agree, it was a weird move that didn't need to happen. Like I I just don't know why he did that. So, um. Yeah, George like Lucas there's there's some, there's definitely a few things that I would have changed, but it's a lot of it is absolutely fantastic. So, <laughs> and I can't say that about any part of the Last Jedi. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, all roads lead back to Star Wars. With us. We know that absolutely. Uh, <laughs> That's that was for Muggin. Arguing yeah, about Star exactly. Wars for Muggin. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, she Hulk. You said that you were that you watched She Hulk. I have watched some She Hulk. What what do you think about it? Uh, I, I, I like She-Hulk as what it's for, for what it's doing for the character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's focusing less on the superhero-ish kind of thing, but more like, what is it like to have superhuman ability, but then still try and maintain a somewhat normal life, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a character that, like gets the ability to do the things like you normally get like what if peter parker became spider-man and then just decided ever dude i'm just gonna be a science student i don't want to do this shit i don't mm-hmm. want to get great power because great responsibility in my ass f you uncle ben <laughs> you know i don't want this crap yeah yeah well, yeah with great power comes a great pain in the ass of having to give up the rest of my life no i'm gonna try <laughs> to be who i am but the difference is like peter parker as a guy Mm-hmm. would not have the same struggles that Jennifer Walters has, right? right? Who, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, they made her, like, to be, you know, rather plain-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tatiana Masani is not ugly, right? Yeah. But she's, you know, again, she's... But, but but like, you look at the opposite with, you know, uh, Jamila Jamil, who's, like, you know, uh, Titan... What's it, Titania? Titania. Who's supposed to be, like supposed to be like the social influencer glamorous right. blah 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 you know basically if kim kardashian had superpowers that's what yeah that's what titania which is. by the way did you watch um, the good place oh hell yeah I All right, is it not place. so weird to hear her talk in this 
the second she opened her mouth, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Okay. Then I remember, <laughs> then I remembered that she did do an interview where she had, she said, I did an American accent. And it yeah. was just like, oh my God. And I think, what is it? Um, we were talking about like uh, um, um, Spider-Man or whatever, but um, uh, uh, Tom was talking about how when you do an American accent, it's easier for British to do American because they use their tongue more, mm-hmm. right? And oh, so many jokes ran through my yeah, I know. When they <laughs> when they speak, they use their tongue more in English, yes. right? Yes, they, in British they English. Do. So what they do is they relax it to be in a, to act to sound like an American, whereas the opposite direction is harder for us because we're not accustomed to it. Right now, I think yeah. I think with. Um, she hulk for me i absolutely despise it <laughs> i'm i'm basically hate watching it at this point <laughs> how did i know how did i know um, okay all right i just enlighten I, us here's the thing here's the thing about it is that like i went in really wanting to enjoy it like i was going to forgive it for its weird cgi right hoping that they were going to turn that around after the trailer put a little more work in it Spoiler alert, they did not. Um, But I was shocked by the approach that they took with She-Hulk in regards to the way that they speak about women and men specifically. And then also on the superhero side of things, how they just made her a super Mary Sue. So first of all, I with her powers like the fact that she got them that quick is just upsetting to me especially whenever they literally turn this into I mean this was a huge dramatic struggle for Bruce Banner right that took years upon years upon years for him to finally kind of get some cohesion of a life and a settlement between himself and the Hulk right and the fact that she can just do it because she's a woman and she's experienced things that a man has not. I mean, like, that is the dumbest excuse that I've ever heard in my entire life. This guy has tried to commit suicide multiple times in his life trying to deal with this thing. He's been chased by the government. Like, he's done, he's killed people. Like, he's done way more shit than anyone could ever possibly struggle through. And he could, like, and he's one of the most, if if not the most intelligent person on in the world. How in the world can you validate that? That I, I feel like by them validating her situation like that, it completely invalidated his entire situation. And it, it almost turned it into a joke. And I find you that it. the more sorry, sorry. Of, the more offensive part of it as well is that then right after that, then she literally is talking about how she doesn't or she can control her anger because of things that because she's a woman and he, she has to deal with things as she's actively getting angry about it and i'm just like what in the world are you doing like it's literally like you are disproving yourself as you're talking about it so that whole thing just didn't make any sense to me do you have any comments on that part yeah so they literally they explain it to you uh, in a couple of ways right mm-hmm. so and you even brought it up right now you you made the comparison or the um the point that Bruce Banner is very intelligent and he couldn't control it. That's mm-hmm. the key. 
it's not a thing about intellect. And it wasn't until he realized I have to tap into my emotions and I have to get come to grips with my emotions in order to be able to control the Hulk and then manage and combine the intellect with the emotional, right? That's what Bruce Banner struggled with. And but that's, that's not what I've said. What I said was that he's also highly intelligent or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, the I smartest know. man. Uh, but I, was, I, yeah. I already said that he had already dealt through more emotional turmoil mm-hmm. than anyone mm-hmm. else. Like, So See, I was saying on both fronts, he's absolutely covered. She's but, highly but intelligent as well. But what you're pointing out is that because of his emotional outbursts, he caused a lot of damage as the Hulk. So what he had to come to terms with wasn't balancing his emotion. It was dealing with his regret from the emotional outbursts, right? So like, for example, if I get angry and I punch something, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh shit, I broke this freaking thing because I got angry. Now I'm like, what did I do? Or like, if I hurt somebody, I'm like, fuck dude, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with the remorse of hurting that person. Mm-hmm. But I may not be dealing with the underlying thing of what caused me to get that angry. I mean, right? he's dedicated so, his, his entire life to figuring that out. Like, I mean, that is that is certainly something that he hasn't, or that certainly is not something that he just never thought of. I think he, abs- he absolutely say, spent time doing that. Okay, I wouldn't say he's never thought of it, but how how many years did it take for him to navigate from being the outburst of the Hulk to becoming Smart Hulk? Five years, right? Because it happened during the blip, correct? Uh, from... Well, okay. Are are we talking from becoming the Hulk to Smart Hulk, or are we talking from yeah. becoming the Hulk? Period. Because I think it's well, been like ten can, years since he became the Hulk originally. So the first thing about he became the Hulk, and then it was about going the scientific way of trying to remove the Hulk from him, right? Well, he went through so many then, different paths of of trying to stop it. He was trying know, to kill himself from self control, yeah, suicide, yeah, and then science. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He tried meditating. He tried all these Mm -hmm. doing these things. Right. But that was all to keep himself calm. Right. Not to dig deep into the what the source of the problem is. Right. That's like to me, I look at the Hulk as like a a thing for therapy, an allegory for therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't matter what you you can smart, try to smart your way through it or whatever. But until you get down deep into the root of what the fucking problem is and and take it from that and then work at the hardship from there, you're never going to solve the problem. Right? Well, I think that, and that for men, uh-huh. well, hold on, for, for yeah. men, typically we're taught to not engage with our emotions. That's what we're conditioned. Right. Our emotions, especially the 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 sat, the vulnerable ones. Right. We get anger. You know, whatever we can do that, we can have excitement or whatever, but we can't, we're not society, from a societal perspective, like allowed to show the more vulnerable emotions, right? And as a result, we got to keep those. I mean, for, up. for maybe your, your generation, but. Well, uh, yes, you, yes, you are correct. Drastically from, from changed. Like is, for my generation, I, I would say that's not really a thing. Which I would consider Bruce Banner, Hulk, my generation. Right. right? But I also would not consider so, Bruce Banner. I wouldn't consider him, because even then, that's a generalization, right? There's not people that fit that bill. And typically, like, him being who he is, like, you've seen his personality. I would say that he's not, like, macho men kind of thing. Like, they for sure would be less in touch with their emotions. But he, yeah, but he's, he's I would an, say he's that that's not the case. And typically, intelligence he, is associated with being able to more emotionally emote 
not high, not know. high, not like super high level of intelligence where we're talking about on the spectrum. I'm just talking about intelligence in general because masculinity goes down with intelligence typically. I and I'm not talking about toxic masculinity. I'm talking about like I'm not talk- people sometimes that are highly intelligent suppress mm-hmm. their emotions because they go like, you know what? Having an emotional reaction to something isn't like good because it removes the ability to make an intellectual logical but i'm not um, talking about emotional outbursts either i'm talking about analyzing emotions yeah 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 Yeah. even if you analyzing an emotion is different than being able to tackle that emotion within yourself you can look at somebody else and go hey i see that emotion but until you dig deep into yourself like if you could Mm self-analyze and then deal with the emotion Therapists and counselors wouldn't be as needed as they are because then somebody could just who was smart enough could just be like, you know, I know what's going on. I could easily do it. But you need that external impartial third party to help you see through the bullshit because everyone has a bias. It's just Mm -hmm. who we are. Right. But so it's but you need someone to cut through that to help you cut through that. So get down deep. My counters for that would be that a I don't think that like. She hasn't expl- or displayed anything to make me think that, in fact, she's done the opposite, to make me think that she's on that level. And I don't think that she's certainly just there because she's a woman. That, does, that doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of offensive that that is the case. And then I would say that, or that, that they state that that is the case. And then I would say that, second of all, like, it definitely, like, you can, ex- like, if, if you are a more intelligent person, I would say that, and not keep, like... In mind when I said not on the spectrum really because actually whenever you go on the spectrum with you know super high functioning levels on the spectrum they are much more intelligent but far less in touch with their emotion but here in the normal realm of of just like more educated like people typically can analyze their emotions and that's definitely something that Bruce Banner has done like he this is not like oh I've never thought about being in touch with my emotions and connecting with myself like he's literally done a he lived in like the East, where he literally practiced all of these different kinds of religions and, you know, practicing meditation and stuff like that, just to try to be more in touch with himself, to try to figure out literally any possible way. And then she figures it out in five minutes. It just doesn't make sense. Like, he's been through everything. He's on every single end of every single spectrum. He has been through way more of it. And because he's put in, and it's not because he is a man at all, it's only because he's a person put in absolutely extraordinary positions. And that should be the same situation as her. And the fact that they didn't put her through that, and they just said, oh, well, she didn't have to do it because she deals with even worse shit than that on the reg because she's a woman, not only invalidates, this is the most upsetting part, it, it totally invalidates his entire situation and struggle that he went through, but... It also just makes it seem like, okay, well, yeah, if I'm a woman, then I could easily become the Hulk and have not no issues whatsoever with having any kind of internal struggle. And that missed out on a lot of stuff that she should have to deal with just for good character development. I mean, just but handing someone a power and saying, there you go, you're good now. I mean, like, you need to have struggles with that because otherwise it's unrealistic to think that you won't. You don't think she's, she's she is struggling with it. Because she's struggling. Her with struggles her have been hilarious more than anything. Else. Like they're not, they're not real struggles. What struggle has she really had other than finding someone or someplace to get a custom suit, which isn't a problem, by the way. I don't know why they had to go the lengths they did to do that. 
Well, it's the it's the struggle of sh- no one sees her, no one understands or recognizes her, no one wants to know who she is, no one cares about her when she's just Jen Walters. When she becomes She Hulk, now all of a sudden there's interest. Like there's there's all You're, of the, the hold, hold up there's there's all of the stuff she wanted as Jen Walters, but no one showed any of that to her until she became a superhero until she is. And even then there's some insecurity within that because she looks so different from everyone else. She stands out. She can right? change. So it's not on a whim. Keep in mind. Yeah. But it's not like, but, but again, she can change, but she wants to be accepted both ways. Mm-hmm. Either, she doesn't want, she doesn't want to have to be one or the other. It's like, well, I would say that her, her, her quote unquote struggle is the same struggle as a like celebrity becoming popular. Like, but, but she has, like, that's just the situation of anyone that is not someone in the limelight and then getting into the limelight. That's not like a, a super crazy struggle that someone has to go through. And it no, certainly isn't on par with the it. level of struggles that we've seen Hulk have to go through. No, see, yeah, but you're you're expanding it out to, like, a, like, superhero type thing where, like, he has to deal with the... The level of damage and destruction that he can cause or has caused, right? Oh, so I'm sorry. I mean, his his issues are multi pronged and go far beyond just that. But yeah, like that is one of them. But that, but then he has to shut himself off from any sort of like because of what he's capable of doing. He has to close himself off to other things that could put him in a bad situation, like relationships and other people. So he's forcibly shutting down that connection because he's fe- he's worried about what could possibly happen right whereas with her i, I mean like i don't i don't necessarily think that that's true now no he, you know i'm saying he was that's what he did initially he forcibly shut off the, like he, he said until he, he could learn to control it more. until yeah. he learned how to control it yeah yep. now that he knows how to control it he's more willing to you know engage and be and be more open but now right. he's at that point that she's what well, is trying to get to so like her, his struggle was trying to, to control the manifestation of the Hulk and not cause along it, with you know, several not, not other struggles. Damage. Yes, yeah. But that but is one but, of but he got to that point of being able to control when the Hulk came out after, after like ten years and still not well, able to like contr- change because he back couldn't control officially. the Hulk because he couldn't control the Hulk. Right. Right. That's it. He could not control the Hulk. Right. She because of and and I'm and I'm going to disagree with you about the ability for women to manage themselves emotionally versus men, or should I say the societal expectations of what women feel that they have to go through or have gone through in regards to emotional management, manipulation and whatnot, right? What the pressures they feel. But she literally started getting angry about it while she was talking about how she can control her anger. Of course she gets angry about it. Because but that's my point. It, that's his, my point. No, if she no, can't control her anger then, then... From her pers- she was still controlling her anger. She was still controlling her anger. She was just becoming very frustrated by it. Like, like That's my point. So, for, there's like, a difference between becoming if, very frustrated, becoming full-on angry, okay. and, and We're, uncontrollable. In, We're going in this way case, over. In this case, it's very much like... <laughs> hand in hand all right this is like the precursor to anger i guess you could you could say but she was raising her voice getting very frustrated and upset like that was 100 percent what was happening 
And while she was saying, I am controlling my anger, it's like it doesn't make sense. Like, that's not what's happening. So if they would have been like, she calmly explained to him that this is something that and keep in mind, I still don't agree with the methodology that they went through to do this. But if they would have at least had her explain it in a calm manner about how she stays calm when being upset because of things that she's been through, then I would have at least been able to get on some level with it. But the fact that she, they literally made her get upset and frustrated while she was explaining how she doesn't get upset and frustrated and can control herself, I, it was literally a joke. I like That's what I'm saying. That whole entire part, which is the most important thing about these scenarios, is that they turned it all into a joke. And it, to me, it just didn't make any sense to do that. Because it invalidates both of their, or what should be her experience, and certainly what was his experience, which was incredibly traumatic on a level that no one will, no normal person will ever understand. So yeah, I think that I, I th- we, we, I don't think, well, I mean, not that it's a big deal, because I'm glad that there's differing opinions on this, but I don't think we'll ever agree on it for the sake of yeah. time. We we could argue yeah. it for an hour or more, I think. We, but, de- we definitely could. <laughs> but I will say, just really quickly with, with uh, Titania, though, I just have to say, mm-hmm. so, like, whenever I heard her, her voice come out, like, uh, for me, I can't take it seriously, because it sounds like someone parroting... Um, like a Kardashian or something like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Which it uh, is, yep. but it just sounds like someone doing a impression <laughs> of them as an actor, which is just super weird and meta, but I just can't wrap my head around it. And it's probably because I do know her regular voice so well. So yeah. 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 Are, are you in that? I, did you have that or no? I, I didn't have that. It was, it was, I think it was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. But like you putting that kind of it's like it's somebody doing a bit of someone doing a bit or whatever. Yes. It's like it's too meta. It's way too meta. Yeah. Like I, I could that that's that's why you get that feeling or why I got that feeling, I think, of like this doesn't just this doesn't feel right to hear Jamil Jamil speak like this. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> that being that being said, I think she's a hilarious character. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And- I, I like the character that she plays. I mean, for the role that she's intended to play, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't like the, that character as a person. I hate that no, character no. as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That character <laughs> but, is horrible. Exactly. Um, but she certainly is showing us why they're the worst very well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah there, um, there you go. <laughs> she's doing a great job of playing a shitty character. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next thing here Deadpool 3 announcement. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you saw this, right? Yeah, I, I did. This okay. This falls under the thing that I love when you when people do this. Right. Don't show me anything about the movie. Give right. me some like give me some, like some the, they, teasers. Yeah. Contextual yes, Ryan teasers. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is fucking genius yes, for doing he is. this. Yes. Right. No no mention of it at D23. Mm-hmm. Right. Noticeably absent from the list of shit, and then he shows up, and the way he delivered it was so perfect for like for him for the relationship that he has with Hugh Jackman and the mm-hmm. relationship that these two characters are going to have. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, it was like perfect. Mhm. I I 100% agree with you. I think that this literally couldn't have been done better. I have heard that the reason why it was absent from all of those things is because it was not officially greenlit and that and keep in oh. mind, I have not verified this, but this is what I've heard from multiple sources now, 
that he Ryan Reynolds basically did this kind of like what he did with Deadpool 1 where he strong-armed the studio into making it by showing that there was so much you know <clears throat> desire for it basically whenever he makes an announcement about it I mean so, that hey what if it works he hasn't been he wasn't wrong I mean did he, did he do the same thing with the Green Lantern movie or is that somebody who shut shit out <laughs> I think that like, was definitely someone else <laughs> yeah exactly so there so there you go the the last shitty thing that he did wasn't his wasn't his desire like, like yeah it wasn't under his is, control yeah it wasn't under his control when he's in control of the thing and he handles the dissemination of information and and, and you know the hype or whatever it is for it like mm-hmm. he gets a huge following behind that right like okay yeah we were literally talking earlier about welcome to wrexham right, right. like the, AFC the advertising Richmond's, for that or not Richmond, yeah a, um, w, yeah. W, afc richmond i'm thinking ted lasso now sorry <laughs> um which is another thing T- afc richmond ted lasso's team is in is in fifa 23 it's hilarious i'm about to say they probably uh, got that probably got you into it as well yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ted Lasso definitely got me into it. That was like kind of mm-hmm. like the start and then playing FIFA and then now and everything else. But anyway, gotcha. but I digress. So like, but with 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 Wrexham, mm-hmm. it, it's like Rob McElhaney reached out to, or, no, no, no. Was it Rob? No, it was the other yeah. way around. No, I he think. did. He reached out to Ryan Rob, Oh, I thought Reynolds slid into his, McElhaney's DMs. No, other way around. I thought it was oh because I because I remember I was watching some talk show where they were talking about it like no because he, he was saying that he wanted DMs. he needed he knew he needed someone with some more yeah. clout he needed he needed Hollywood money or, yeah, yeah exactly he, he needed movie money he has TV money he needed movie money um so then he teamed up with with Reynolds right. um but the fact that he brought Reynolds into it like. Like they brought the TikTok, they brought like all the mm-hmm. other stuff that they've done because Reynolds has the name and, and face, mm-hmm. right? But also the marketability through his personality, right? Yeah. It's just, and I remember thinking back in the day that Ryan Reynolds and Dane Cook were like douchebags, right? Like, right, right, right. Dane Cook still because they were playing those like, similar Reynolds, roles at that time. They were playing yeah. exactly, exactly. But Reynolds has like done a complete one eighty. Or I mean, he's really just a a good guy it seems he just played douchey roles and well now he played he douchey roles around. because yeah he wanted jobs and that was all people yeah. wanted to cast him as like that was definitely yeah. when it was not under his control obviously exactly yeah but but now you see him in everything else like i like the the marketing push for free guy mm-hmm. right was was another big thing that he handled yeah right and it's just like yeah uh what was it it was oh yeah yeah yeah. the thing i, I watched this a youtube clip the other day where he was talking about how the the bit where it says from the studio that brought you beauty and the beast aladdin and the lion king twice right mm-hmm. he that was him and his marketing team that came up with that line with that bit mm-hmm. right with yeah. that marketing push and obviously D- disney wasn't all for it at first and he had to convince them that it was going to be okay yeah Right. So here we go now to Deadpool three, as you said, if the if if the reason why it wasn't at D23 was because it hadn't been greenlit yet. And then he turns around and, and like drops this thing to show mm-hmm. how much support there is. The Internet blew the fuck up after this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how could you, and, and then the other thing is I'm questioning the Disney execs. How the fuck could you not know? Deadpool and Wolverine teaming them up. You bring Ryan Reynolds and, and you convince mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman to come back and play the role. How could they, you're looking at something and it's part of the MCU? You're not you're not going to have a bigger movie for a yeah. while. Like that, this is going to be huge. I think that they were that they might have been against it for the sake of because we know that they're going to bring in the X Men. 
you know, mm-hmm. within the next couple of years. So they didn't want MCU fans to get super attached to Hugh Grant or Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant is Wolverine. Oh yeah. God, no, we're done. They didn't want people to get attached to Hugh Jackman as their Wolverine again. Um, that might have been why, that would be my reasoning why I think they would be against it at least. Yeah, but is there anybody better? I mean, so far, <laughs> no. I one hundred percent agree. I either way, like I think it's explainable in a way they can figure out how to do it. You got some time shit going on, whatever. I don't care. But as long as it happens, I think it's going to be super cool. I am, I'm super pumped for this thing, man. And yeah, and the yeah, fact the, that the marketing has been great. The fact that you've introduced the multiverse, every mm-hmm. all bets are off. Nothing has to stay. Mm-hmm. Everything is up for you know reimagination, reinterpretation, whatever it is. You can make all sorts of different things. Yeah, be, be and and all of them exist at the same time. Yep. Right. Just this is a different Earth. This is like it's okay. Fine. Yeah. Right. It, everything can be explained away in the MCU if, if if it really wanted to. You know. Yeah. And by the way, uh, by the way, I just gotta say the DC did that before with the CW shows. I'm just I'm just saying. Oh God, that they managed <laughs> to do the most annoying thing, which is make a find out a way for things to be canon but not canon. Yeah, uh, well, establish that there establish that there are multiple worlds and, and multiverses. And yeah, that makes so. it like okay. Yeah, this happened. Oh yeah, it happened somewhere else. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they all exist simultaneously. Yeah. Everybody's at the same time. Yeah, um, but like so, I. I guess like so they released the first one where he talks about it and then yeah. Hugh Grant walking through the back of the scene. Not Hugh he Grant. Like, yeah, sure. I'm sorry. God damn it, man. <laughs> you got me doing it. Hugh Jackman walking through the back of the scene. And like when I first saw it, I was like, no. No. And yeah. he goes, Hey, Hugh, are you and he goes, Yeah, sure. I was like, <gasps> I literally gasped. He was like, Yeah, sure, I was, Ryan. I was like, Yeah. What? He was like, Yeah, sure, Ryan. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, great, so. man. I, uh, it was Anyways, you know, fantastic. I can't wait to see more, especially from his marketing perspective of it. It's going to be really great to see that. Yeah. Really Hold on. One more thing before we, before we move on from this mm-hmm. real quick. I want to give a shout out to to our boy Vash over at the OG podcast. Oh, that's right. Who shot, he shot the footage for them. And he wait, shot he shot, like wait the, he shot it for that specific he sh- one? He shot that footage. He oh, was wow. there. He knows what they were saying. He knew that this thing was dropping. And had to keep his mouth shut. That is a level of freaking like just, just like humble brag or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. I could never reach. Oh, like, yeah. The, I would explode like there. if I had to keep that uh, yeah. in, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to keep. The, and he goes and he said, there's more. Oh, that's like, I mean, that's yeah. good. It's good to know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, fantastic. I'll, I was like, oh my God. So, but he also, so uh, going back to Vash, just real one more thing. Like, remember the episode of Welcome to Wrexham where Rob and Ryan were at like the sports center desk or whatever? Mm-hmm. Vash shot that too. That's cool. Yeah. He said he's been working with Ryan Reynolds on a lot of different things lately. Yeah. I know so. he does like uh, a lot of his Mint Mobile and, um, uh, what his are you ma- his, his vodka? Mazel. I think it was right. It- oh, you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about um, uh, Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aviation vodka. And yeah, he does a lot it? of his stuff for that. But I, I didn't know that yeah. he was doing the, you know, Deadpool three stuff and everything like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So all right, now we can move on. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing, which is uh, the Last of Us trailer dropped. You know, yes, it, it looks really good. There's not like too much to say here, but. Um, I definitely am a fan of, of kind of what they picked out so far. Still, 
it's going to take, like, I think it's always going to look good from the trailers, but I think it's going to take, like, the actual watch before I will ever know if it's going to be good or not. Like, I, I'm hesitant to say that, that like, this looks like a great interpretation of it until I actually watch the whole thing because so many things can go awry on on this series and lead them astray from the narrative that we really like and know, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so far, uh, I, I've heard from some people who've seen some of it and have said it's pretty good. Um, okay, that's so, good. But again, again, like, I'm... I don't know if I trust so what their opinions, um, mm-hmm. especially because of the the venue at which the information was was delivered. Right. So it's kind of like uh, take it with a grain of salt. We'll see. Exactly, we'll see yeah. where it goes. You know. Plus, I don't know. I mean, they could have liked the Phantom Menace for all I know. Um, and <laughs> then they then you know you can trust them. So that'd be fine. <laughs> you know, I should have said. I should have said they could they could they could have liked the Last Jedi. Then we then we both would have been like, oh, no, then, yes. No, then I we both could you. be like, screw this guy. He has no idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This 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 person is insane. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so uh, I had seen that trailer uh, previously because it was like one of the things that they, we because of work for, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery um, right. they actually let, let us see that like a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, my God, this actually looks really good. And then the sound of the, the actual sound of the clickers, that's just like, OK, no, not that you, you can't screw that up. Like mm. if you screw that up, then I have no confidence Right. right like like the audio is already there mm-hmm. <laughs> just pull it from the game <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know you can't fuck that up uh so but yeah everything i've seen from it looks like it's it's just interesting to set it, setting up the world and i remember playing the game and like it, the that game for some reason games that take place in a not necessarily in a post-apocalyptic but not like uh zombie-ish kind of thing almost right like Mm -hmm. i wasn't a big fan of like the walking dead or anything like that right but like for some reason this uh the the world setting here was interesting as well as stuff like uh the division the first division and then like stuff that happens like where shit happens and you get you get hundreds or thousands of years in the future like horizon zero dawn for some reason those kind of things interest me to watch and to engage in because the world they set up um I don't know. It, 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 I'm hoping that they give us, you know, a little bit, a lot more flavor. And I was kind of feeling that from the trailer that it did, it took effort to flesh out, like, you know, how things started and, and where they are now. And I'm interested to, to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I'm really curious to see what they do with it. It has a lot of potential, but yeah, there's a lot of pitfalls that come with it as well. So yeah. Yeah. Especially, um, yeah. When something is so beloved and you're like, don't screw this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the next thing here, which is you're going to have to plug your ears for this. Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? What? Scratch what? this. We have done okay. so much movies and TV today. I will talk about this one with Muggin um, next time. So don't even right. worry about that. We're, going, we're plowing straight through. Let's go to the news. Um, we're going to be talking about... So this is, this is an interesting thing, and I... You have not heard anything about this, correct? No, 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 no. We talked about the other thing regarding this car- this person, but I have no idea what this one is you're talking about. Yeah. So, hold on one second. Let me just... Oh, like I'm going to mark this down. I'm going to have to pause this real quick. Oh, okay. Sorry. My wife has to come in and get socks and stuff. <laughs> All good. 
Mm. Hey, babe, do you want to come in real quick and just grab them? I just paused, <laughs> so. And for the patrons or whatever, who have, or actually, this is all going to be cut out. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will all be cut out. Yeah, we can, I, I'm actually really looking forward to the discussion on, um, <clears throat> oh, no. She's eating downstairs right now. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Well, I'll pause again later on and then. But we'll, all right. Well, you're the one editing this shit, so. Yeah, I know. It's it's all it's all my problem. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and and talk about it real quick. <clears throat> so, Lil Nas X, he wrote the or, or was the star of the new star walking song that came out for league of legends world anthem every year for worlds they have a special song made by an artist this time they picked little nas x and it was not exactly what people wanted like it was it was like a solid song but just like wasn't great for worlds um like relative to the other anthems that they have and so people he got some backlash for it right and that was kind of like literally the general consensus was good song but just not right for this well okay. Lil Nas X he had a he had a great um like marketing campaign with League that was going on at the time and they were doing this whole League takeover or Lil Nas X takeover with with League and everything and it was really fun but so i think he, they he thought it was going to be a hit and basically he got upset by the response, I guess. And so first he posted like a TikTok saying, you know, basically like, you know, thought it was a good song. And then you hear from the, from the league community. And then he was just like exasperated and just like, whatever. And then he put out a Twitter (laughs) saying, and this is a weird one. If you don't like star walking, try listening to it at 1.25 X speed with an octave up and drums filtered. On a Nintendo 3DS at 3 a.m. while your parents are arguing in the background because things just keep getting worse and you say it's not your fault, but you know it is, and you. End of what quote. What the? What the hell? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> like it started off as an insult, I think, and then it took a left turn somewhere, and I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. So is he? Yeah. Fairly he incoherent. I I don't know if he was. Like I said, I don't know if he was trying to insult people or if, if I don't know what was going on there with that. Yeah, Lil Nas X needs to stop smoking whatever he was smoking. <laughs> yeah, that was a that weird fucked move. Him up. Maybe he had um, to take a shit. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe that was it. <laughs> I'm on the fucking can right now. And I'm trying to type this. Um, dumping. Yeah, by the way, for anyone listening, the reason why that's funny is because during a concert, he legitimately had to go to the bathroom was taking a shit and while he was taking a shit told his fans hey i'm gonna be a few minutes because i have a massive shit that i have to take so <laughs> um yeah shit. but basically so this was part one of of the drama right that happened so he okay. did that and then league of legends people got i think more upset by that and so it just kind of got worse for everyone um but then he went ahead and put a strike out on every content creators um video that had any amount of his song or video 
on it, which the video part is is made by Riot. So we didn't actually have a right to do that because that part's owned by Riot, but the song is owned by Columbia and by extension him. Yeah. And so yeah. he put a he put a or maybe it wasn't a strike, but he put a non monetization and non appearing strike on there. So it wasn't like an official strike against their record because you can only have like three on YouTube. But basically, mm. it made it so that way people couldn't see it anywhere in the world, and then people also couldn't monetize it at all. So that was like a. It made no sense because it was it had already been out for like six days for everyone, and there was people who legitimately didn't like didn't use the song at all, but and only used little tiny still frame clips of the video just to show context, which is one hundred percent, one thousand percent transformative content by the way which is legal it makes that legal then and they had that whole thing happen and uh yeah so that's the situation that everyone lives in now i think he took off the strike because he got so much backlash for it but yeah that was pretty crazy that he went to that level it looked like he just got angry at people bashing him and then said fuck this and then you know tried to screw everyone over I'm going to create something that's subjective. When people don't like it, I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. Exactly. That's, really what, that, that's literally what he did. Like, that's what anything that anybody does who creates anything that is a creative thing that mm-hmm. is subjective. You create it. You put it out there. Right. You're going to mm-hmm. have to deal with the fact that people aren't going to like it. Look, I say this now, but like I'm waiting for the first thing I put out there to go public and people shit on it and see how I react. Yeah. Like I don't I'm, I'm anticipating there's going to be a moment where I have a fuck you. A fuck. Yeah. you moment. I know it. I know it already because I'm going to put something out in a game that we're making and people are going to pick up on it. There's going to be a lot of negative backlash and I'm going to be fucking pissed because <laughs> I put a lot of time and effort into it. and I thought it was good. And if you don't like it, you don't get it. Right. <laughs> right. And I think and I think that that's that's probably the natural reaction. But like when knowing that you are in that light, like that's whenever you have to temper your expectations. Right. And, yeah. and I know that yeah. I know that you know that. But obviously, I think like, he he just hasn't <laughs> quite figured it out yet, I guess. Knowing it and accepting it. Yeah. Are two different things. Yeah, that that is true. And so I think that, yeah, practicing such a thing is has not been his forte so far um so yeah depending on how much depending on how much of a creative you are sometimes like you sometimes it's hard to separate that acknowledgement of it right Mm -hmm. that that no because you're like no this is great this is some of the best shit i've ever done and you put it out there but like this is fucking garbage garbage you're like you don't understand what i'm trying to do you don't get you don't you don't you're not in my head you're not in my heart you're not you're not feeling the emotion something wrong with you man something wrong with you you're like no, what you what you created just doesn't like uh, appro- it doesn't connect with me in that manner, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the difference. Like the difference is instead of calling it bad, right? Maybe we mm-hmm. could just say I'm not feeling it, right? Like I'm it's not speaking to me. Well, th- that's what made the situation I think worse is that like no one was like I hate the song. People were like it's a good song. But it's it just, just not right for for the world's yeah. anthem. Like so, it, right. it wasn't even exactly a hit on that. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. like, I've just never seen such a really shitty reaction to people saying like, "Oh no, it's it's a solid song," <laughs> but it's just not right for this. Like it was, it's yeah. I feel like it, it has temper tantrum written all over it. 
Um, yeah, if you had dropped the song outside of any association with League of Legends, we'd all be calling, dude, this Lil Nas X's new song is slaps. Exactly. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it he, slaps. He, and, and I 100% agree. Like, it was especially funny because me and my buddy listened to it at the same time whenever it fully released. And we had the same exact reaction. We were like, huh, like, you're like, it's a catchy song, but it just like, compared to all the other like world anthems that we've had so far just didn't have that same vibe you know what i mean so it was it was really funny because yeah like no one's really like hating on the song but anyways he got he got mad so (laughs) (laughs) little Um, mad x exactly (laughs) little mad x (laughs) um but anyway so that's that that's it for the news really we have some gaming stuff now so let's go ahead and move on to that there's some good stuff here so um Blizzard announces new LGBTQ friendly shoutcasting program. This is more of a PSA. Like, I think it's just good that they're, you know, trying to really make it easier for people in that realm to kind of hop in, do their thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I, well, here's the, here's the rub, not rub, but I guess here's a point of the whole thing. Like, this shouldn't be necessary. Mm -hmm. But because of the culture that happens within gaming, Mm-hmm. right the, there isn't a, it doesn't feel like a safe space for people uh you know the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. right because we were talking earlier about the toxic masculinity that as a very said very 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 vocal vocal you know minority of people yes. who make it horrible for everyone else yeah um 100%. you know and and as a result that feeling is you know not enough people are shouting them down to shut them up so you oh, I disagree. I think direction. tons of people are shouting them down. I think the problem is, is that those people don't listen. Then they won't shut up. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Because they won't shut up. Now you have to go the opposite way and making other people who are the targets or the ones who feel less safe, giving them an environment to, to thrive and feel more comfortable, which is cool. Um, yeah. Did you I, also, I think, did, well, I think like, you know, even outside of, of the more sociopolitical spectrum of it. It's definitely like still, uh, unfortunately, the reality is that they have been more of a, you know, repressed group in society. And it's just that that's just how it is. And recently they've had like a big, you know, show of strength and prevalence, which is good. And I think this is just kind of like a kickstart to get them like fully implemented. And so I think like this is this is a nice help for something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. I think we, we could both, I don't think anyone should, hopefully no one's disagreeing with the idea of this. Dumb (laughs) idea. All right. You know what, sir? You need to leave. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, anyways, it's good stuff. So I'm glad that they get to do that. Um, yeah. So we can move on. That was just a quick thing that I wanted to mention because I feel like it it deserves some acknowledgement. Um, next one aimed at you. So Mark Hamill. (laughs) As the Joker in multiverses? Question mark. There Who was else a would be the Joker if they did it in multiverses. I if would hope they did it in multiverses. Yeah, I would hope that they would. And I, I'm sure you actually don't have any inside knowledge on this, and I'm not going to poke and prod you for any. But do you have any? Mm, <laughs> well, no, actually, in this in this particular instance, I, I I do not. I've kind of stopped playing multiverses. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you're not alone in that because a lot of the population has stopped playing multiverses. It's still a fun game in theory, and I think that what they do is great. But the argument has been, and I want to go ahead and say right now, I called this shit BT dubs. 
is that relative to Super Smash, the game itself is very unbalanced and very clunky. That's been the big concern from people playing the game thus far, and it's dropped off on population a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd say the the balancing of the issues, like to, to get more technical about it, mm-hmm. comes in the the frame data, the active frames where characters are available to hit and be hit. And yeah, the hit animations are them, yeah. the hit boxes and things like that. Priorities for which moves are going to counter which other moves in conjunction with that, like it makes it difficult to fully understand what's going on in it in a thing and plus because it is so over the top with the animations mm-hmm. um it's it's harder to follow sometimes you're like what's what's going on and because it is 4v4 or 2v2 it's just there's just a lot on the screen so for casual players it's harder to stay engaged because it can be so frustrating yes but it's also like on a competitive level it's been criticized a lot because specifically of the more niche things that I don't think casuals even care about, which would yeah. be, as you even mentioned, like, you know, the hitboxes I've heard tons about um, being the big thing is that they just have weird hitboxes for some reason um, yeah. for a lot of characters. So those things need to be taken care of. But either way, like, I still have only heard that it's a, a fun game. You know what I mean? Like, people have not been like, fuck this game, I hate it, it's bullshit. Like, it's more of just, like, it's fun to play, but, like, I can't take it too seriously kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was one of, like, when I, when the game was closer and closer to release, one of the things mm-hmm. I was kind of concerned about was, like, okay, it's fun to play, but what's the longevity of it? Yeah, exactly. And it's a shame, because I really think that it would have, and hopefully will still have <clears throat> a lot of longevity if they just tweaked those things. Um, to be like a little less clunky basically and yeah I, it's definitely within the realm of possibility so hopefully they do listen but anyways point being let's go ahead and focus on the joker part of this basically data mine was found where you found the joker's voice there's announcer packs for the game and so people aren't sure if this is going to be a character or an announcer pack voice but either way it sounds like from the bites it's mark hamill when i've listened to it and it definitely sounds like mark hamill So they've, you know, neither confirmed nor denied uh, any of the situation there. But yeah, just keep that in mind that that's a something that is probably coming down the pipeline. So that's so here's 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 a little thing that I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any data to back it up yet right now. Right. But outside of the the default announcer pack, Mm -hmm. how many announcer packs are purchasable in the game? that mm-hmm. are not also playable characters. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a very strong point. And that's why I think a lot of people think that, you know, he might in fact be coming into the game, but we'll have to see. I think it would be super cool if they did. And it would only make sense, right? I mean, they have Batman. Of course, they should get Joker in there too. And it's Kevin Conroy Batman. You have to have Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah, you just exactly. Can't, yeah. You yeah. can't separate and if it, it, First of all, you have to have Joker. You can't have Batman without Joker. I'm sorry. Right. It's just, just not okay. Yeah. And if it's if you've already established that Mark or sorry, that Kevin Conroy is your Batman, then Mark Hamill has to be your Joker. Exactly. I would agree with that. So Yeah. There we go. Hopefully that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um let's go ahead and move on to the next big piece of news here, and that is that Stadia is officially dead. 
It's <laughs> the thing we all knew was going to happen, but they just wouldn't admit it until now. What do you think about the death of this? I I didn't really care about the, the life of it. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't like uh, worried too much about the death of it. Like I never got involved with Stadia. Right, like, right. Because I don't think anyone I, really got involved. Yeah, with no one, that's nobody, the problem. No, yeah, exactly. If we, if everybody had gotten involved, we've been talking about this. But like, I, I think I think the whole thing about it is like, because the whole premise behind it was you were just streaming games, right? Right. Okay, but like, why don't I just buy a console? Like, it's like I can just buy a console and plug it into my TV for you know, I don't have to worry about any other stupid shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I actually I think that so like I think that they're idea is correct like i i think eventually like we will be in that situation eventually where Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we already are in some cases right like they have the app for like the playstation app for one of the uh tv manufacturers now um where you're just you know basically streaming the game to play right but it's the xbox app it's the xbox app the xbox app yes yes um and so yeah like i think that that's the future but they didn't really have a good enough platform to support it, first of all. And second of all, they didn't market it correctly either. Like, they I, they didn't market it for shit, really, after, like, the yeah. first, like, six months. So they just yeah. didn't go about it the right way. But, like, the premise behind it is solid, and I think that that's going to be the future of gaming. Like, it's just streaming games. But, yeah, they just didn't have the, the clout in the industry specifically, in the gaming industry specifically. Um, and they were dealing with the competitors, the big boy competitors, and yeah, they just couldn't make the space. Yeah, which is hilarious because, like, I think the only other company that could support something like in a streaming space this large, besides maybe like Amazon, would be Google. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, they—that's the thing—is that they had everything going for them. If if anyone could do it, you would think Google could do it, right? Yeah. With with yeah. the endless, literally endless amount of resources that they have, but yeah, they just didn't do it right. Is the problem. What did they um, have available to play on Google Stadia? Was it that's like, the thing, right there. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there you like, go. Uh, you there already you go. have your number one problem. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to ask that question. Exactly. There you go. Because I so don't know what, either. <laughs> that's yeah. And I think you were talking about the the Microsoft app being on. Uh, what was it like? Samsung TVs? I think the twenty twenty two Samsung. Yeah, I think TVs. it's Samsung. Um, yeah. Because, but but Microsoft has already established themselves as a gaming company, and exactly. they automatically come with their own games, Bethesda games, and now e, uh, uh, Blizzard, Activision games. And I think because they were EA Play was part of the Xbox Live, um, mm-hmm. uh, what should we call it, um, uh, service, right? Now you get an EA Play account, so now you've got EA games in, in right. addition to that. So they've already got a sweet, a very large library of software available exactly. to you that you can stream to your content. That are seemed to your TV. That's where Google went wrong. They should not have been creating their own stuff or, or working with developers outside of that. They should have been saying, we have this platform and we're going to do this thing. And maybe they did, but couldn't get enough buy-in because other like Sony and, and Microsoft were like, no, I'm not going to, we're going to do this. And like other companies are like, no, we could just do that on our own. We don't need you. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was the you? problem is that they, they didn't invest enough money in Stadia, period to start buying up market space, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I don't think that they gave enough money to it period as well to market it because you're going to you're you're starting off way behind compared to the game systems that literally everyone knows. Like 
I mean, my mom doesn't know what an Xbox does beyond play games, for instance, but she knows <laughs> that an Xbox exists, right? If I said, yeah. does Stadia exist? She would say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so yeah, it, it is like definitely like it's on them to market it, to make people know, and they did not do a good job of that. And the reason, and if someone asked me, what is Stadia, like what games does Stadia do or, or how does Stadia work? Anything beyond, like, I don't know any of that other than there is a game studio or Google has a game company named Stadia or a console system, whatever named Stadia. And they have some games on it. That's the extent of my knowledge. So yeah, like that's their problem. Not ours is basically what it is. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the, there's a part two of this, which is just kind of funny. So apparently at the uh, 2019 Gamer Developers Conference, they had um, a bunch of, I guess, old, failed systems, or I guess, uh, or games, I guess, like anything that like horrifically failed in gaming history, basically, in these glass boxes. And then they had another space for coming soon. And now that the death of this happened, they're basically releasing this. Uh, to sell to everyone on eBay um, uh, this display that they had in honor of Stadia dying, dying and joining the the, the list. Un- yeah, I was going to say unsung heroes, but they're not heroes. They're zeros. So the unsung <laughs> zeros up the bunch. Um, I was going to ask you, though, like, so what do you remember out of any of these? Because these things, I don't know. Uh, other than Bro, I think I know a them. bit about the E.T. All thing. All of them. I was around for all of them. E.T. I, I played E.T. Didn't they bury that shit in the desert e. or something like yeah, that? Yeah. I bought E.T. back in 1982 <laughs> or whatever. I played the shit out of that game. Still don't fucking know what I was doing because that game was horrible. <laughs> horrible. And so when the gaming industry crashed as a result, like I was too young to understand how it made sense. Like I didn't even know the gaming industry had crashed really, to be honest, right. when I was that because you're talking what, 1982? Mm-hmm. So I was what, eight years old? Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't remember, um, you know, what that meant. I just remember like I didn't we had an Atari 2600. We had it for a long time. And then all of a sudden the Nintendo uh, and the NES shows up like in my mind. I just remember playing my Atari games. And then years later, like like, oh, shoot, the NES is out. Wow. Look at this freaking thing. Like never knowing that there was a break where nothing was being created. Right. It was just like, oh, shit, I'm still playing all these games. Like, no, man, the, the industry crashed <laughs> and then it came back. And the <laughs> NES is that representation of it coming back. And then moving on, I remember the shit out of the Power Glove. Everybody wanted the Power Glove. It was garbage. But everybody wanted it because it was so fucking cool looking. And really, right. because of the show, or the movie The Wizard um, mm. with Fred Savage. I think it was Fred Savage, right? Who was, who, I don't know was in that. That's what popularized that uh peripheral it was okay. it was utter trash absolute okay. trash um and then the third one r.i.p sega dreamcast that mm-hmm. console like so sega had a history of making overly complicated consoles that were very powerful but mm-hmm. a bitch to develop okay on. Um, the Genesis, it started with the Genesis or the Master System, then it started with the Genesis like you could argue at each step each console that Sega produced was better than Nintendo's counterpart because initially mm-hmm. it was Nintendo versus Sega, right? The Master System was better than the NES. It had more power, more opportunities for options for things and peripherals and whatnot that you could do with it. The Genesis just kept going on with that. The Genesis was 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 way better than the Super Nintendo. 
Um, Especially if you were played sports games, like for me and whatever. But even then, it handled 2D fighters better. Mm -hmm. Um, What Nintendo, what the NES did, Super NES did better was like, it handled like three-dimensional stuff better than the Genesis did. But the 2D shit, that's why you had Sonic on the Genesis. You couldn't do, you could not have done Sonic on the Super Nintendo or, 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 um, because it just didn't have the capabilities of doing it. It didn't have the, was it the RAM? I think it didn't have the RAM speed to be able to handle that. Um, and then you move on to the Sega Saturn, right? Which is, now you're starting to see Sega stumble a little bit, right? Because the mm-hmm. Saturn was cool. It just had no software. Like the game sucked on the Saturn. Right. But that was when Nintendo, sorry, that was when Sony came in with the PlayStation. So the PlayStation had the games, right? So Sega could beat Nintendo, but they couldn't beat Sony. And that's right. the and then the, the next step was the Dreamcast came in to compete with the N64, no, sorry, the, the GameCube and the PS2, I think. And then of course Microsoft threw their hand in the ring with the original Xbox, like shortly thereafter, I think. But they were all around like the same time frame. That was that generation that was fighting. The mm. Dreamcast visually was fucking amazing. Like how good it looked. But they mm. made big huge problems the controller was crap and how it was shaped who puts the cord that comes out the bottom of the goddamn controller that's the dumb thing but then you had the the v the yeah, that's v, true that is a weird move i'm looking at it right now yeah. i'm like yeah why is the cord yeah. there why is the cord no one knew why the cord was out of the box except for the fact that there was the uh the the, the module i can't remember the name of the module that came out that you could remove and plug in that had all like your storage data on there right it had memory cards like that were like actual small little digital things that you could use like you picked tamagotchi or shit, some shit on there i think is what it was what? Um, but what? it also it also yeah it, it was an lc it was a little lcd screen right that had mm-hmm. all sorts of little cool shit that you could display on there but then that's part of the problem nobody's looking at the fucking controller while they're playing they're looking at the at the screen you're right. not gonna look down at your controller to see shit so people tried to use it like on sports games like football you could use it to call your plays so you couldn't see your plays on display on the screen so it kind of had that interactivity or those kind of features but it wasn't enough to save the console also it was a technical nightmare to try to develop for so you lost people people were not developing for the console as well as they were for other ones. So you'd get games that came out on PS2 and Xbox, but not Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, and that's losing EA at that point in time was the death knell. Because you EA didn't make games on the Dreamcast. The second EA said they were not making games on the Dreamcast, it was it was, that was the, yeah, it was done. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Disney coming around now and saying we're not going to like or if they were when they were doing DVDs and shit like that. It's right. Disney saying we're not going to put movies on on that platform or that medium. Which is what happened. Disney mm-hmm. said they're going Blu-ray, and the HD DVD died. Okay. So like, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's it was that there level is of power. So much there that is absolutely ridiculous. I keep looking at that power glove, and I'm like, what in the world is that abomination? <laughs> but it's uh, so dumb. Yeah, dude, it is some craziness. But yeah, Stadia has now officially joined them. So. You know, maybe 20 years from now, I'll be telling someone about how Stadia joined the bunch there. Um, Nobody's going to know about Stadia 20 years from now. That, like, what the true. hell is this thing? Uh, well, I mean, at least, it, at least, I mean, it's the same thing as I don't even know what these other ones are until you explain them to me as well. So I think we'll be in the same boat eventually. Um, yeah. But yeah, either way, like, it is funny that it finally happened. I remember the, what was it, the executive of, Stadia was also talking some smack not too long ago too 
And oh, talking smack is never a good thing. That you're just automatically signing your death warrant. I just remember he said something like very brazen about the gaming industry, like attacking people for something, and then people looked at what he like who he was because he had a, you know the check mark. And he was like lead developer of Stadia, and everyone was like, "What? Like, why are yeah. you chiming in? You should be silent right now because I don't think we, you Ooh. know, what you're doing." <laughs> side, side side note about gaming industry thing. I know you guys may have talked about like the whole mm-hmm. thing about the uh, the GTA Six leak and how developers are yeah. jumping to the defense about like, yeah, guys, we don't do graphics until the visuals are the last thing that are done. Yeah, like that. That I don't understand why people don't get that. Like, you you look at any sort of medium. Where like it has any sort of visual uh, like graphics or computer generated yeah, you play stuff that's done at the first. end. Yeah, it's at the end. You got to make sure everything fits first before right. you put the cool paint on it. You don't build a house. You don't paint the house first and then put the walls up, right? Or build yeah. the wall. like no. You put the plumbing in. You put the you know you put the electricity in. You put the front. You do all that stuff first. Then you put the walls on. Then you paint it. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because uh, Diablo 3 had a big leak at the same time. So we talked about both of those things last week. And in Diablo 3, there was lots of places where the, like, design wasn't done at all. So it was like, you know, some it was like a flesh, like a wall made of flesh on one side. And then it was just like, you know, a, like, obvious being worked on wall, you know, made of just like, you know, basic structures. And yeah. people didn't care about that people were like oh this thing is amazing and i'm like well, what what do you think is going on over at this place too like it's being yeah. put together <laughs> yeah it's so. hilarious that people look at that like like it's funny when you get into development when you're in the process of it and how much stuff is used just as placeholder mm-hmm. whether it's assets from an old game or from the previous version of the game you're using as stand-ins or just wholeheartedly stealing something from like that's free to use or something like that right and be like, we're just going to use this. We're not releasing it. We're just going to use it here. That's what we do. We just use other pieces from other things as placeholders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that stuff takes time to develop and implement. All right, moving on. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, we, we did bring that up and came to its defense as well. So don't worry. We got you on that. Um, Yay. Overwatch 2, uh, that is uh, an issue of its own, apparently. So Overwatch 2 is coming out officially tomorrow. Yep, yep. Um, and but the reports of people that have already played it, it's not great. So like the game itself, good. So far I've only heard praise on that front. But as far as the monetization route, because they are not they've ditched loot boxes entirely. Yeah. But now they're they do have a battle pass, and it looks like they've gotten very stingy with the battle pass. In the sense that you have to spend a lot of time grinding out that battle pass in order to get, in some cases, even the base level things that you need. Like competitive mode takes something like, I think it was like 50 matches to get into um, competitive mode. And then to, to get To be your, able to play? Okay. But yeah, hold on, then, hold, wait, wait, wait. That's, mm-hmm. But that's only for new players? Or is that for everyone so i'm not sure about that part but for the character part which is the next part that takes a hundred uh matches to unlock the previous characters from um the the previous game or if you've already had the previous game i think that they're unlocked automatically but they've now made it to where you can't download the game before they've taken it off 
but you can't down like if you're coming in new, you can't download the old game for free essentially. Yeah. Um, you are now have to buy this forty dollar like spotlight pack or something like that in order to unlock all of the characters directly. So basically you're put in a situation where you either spend forty dollars to unlock them all immediately or you have to grind out a hundred plays, a hundred matches in order to unlock those characters. So either okay. way, not great. Okay. All right. Look at this from this perspective this perspective. Mm-hmm. Um players who have already purchased Overwatch one. Yes. We are we are closing that down and Mm-hmm. forcing you to play overwatch 2 right it's not yes. like it's not like we're giving you any sort of options right mm-hmm. okay what do we do what do you offer those players the players who have already played the players who have already paid the money right and that granted mm-hmm. the game is five years old and we all know right. whenever you play a game of this type you put you, you you put your money down or whatever right there's no guarantee the game is going to stay active forever yeah right we know that it's going to shut down at some point that's just the nature of the business, right? right? But but because for all intents and purposes, the game was still pretty strong, mm-hmm. right? There's still a lot of people playing it. You still had the Overwatch League was still going, right? right? So there was still a pretty big, you know, support. You're releasing a new product. You want everyone to adopt this new product. So you're forcing them to adopt the new product, Correct. right? Rather than saying, play it or, you know, like, like EA games, right? Sports games. You're like, we're bringing out a new version. If you want to come with us, come with us. But at some point, five or six years down the line, we're going to shut down what you're playing right now. So like FIFA 23 is out or the 23 versions of games are out. So like, that means you can't play like the 17 or 18 or maybe 19 years of those. But like the other ones up to that, you can still play. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're asking you to spend another $60 for that. Right. You're like, OK, I get it. I don't have to spend it. But if I want to and move on, that's fine. Right. This is a situation where Blizzard's not giving players the choice. They're not giving us the ability to keep playing the game that we've played for five years and have liked. Right. Yeah. They've so, shut that down. Yeah. And it, and in that time, some people have put, pay, put money into that extra money into that for loot boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next point. People hate loot boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've got to remove loot boxes out of the game. What do they bring in? The battle pass system. Battle pass system gives you free shit. Right. right. Okay. We can't give there has to be some sort of acknowledgement and offer to players who've already played the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And a recognition of thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I asked the question, okay, does it does this like locking mechanism? Is it only for new players or is it, does it also encompass existing players? Because if it, if it like was existing players, I'd say prior to, you know, six months to a year or whatever, like if you came in or even if you just bought the game recently or whatever, right. Depending on how far you are, if, if this includes them and they're locked off from competitive mode for after playing 50 matches or what in a bubble, that's bullshit. It's like, mm-hmm. we've put in the fucking time with this game. You should not, we, we know how to do this shit. Right. Don't, right. don't hold us off. Now, if it's a new player coming in who's created and they're starting with Overwatch 2, I get it. Hold them off from playing competitive for 50 matches. Why? With a brand new influx of players, it's going to like, it's going to mess up, um, I'll, I'll potentially mess up a lot of, not the competitive landscape so much, um, outside of, you know, initially you're going to be getting matched with people who may be less experienced, right? But because... Those first 10 matches, I think, well, I don't know how they do it this time, but usually the first 10 matches are like your your um, uh, ranking matches, right? Yeah, well, no, they're, they're ranking to show where you get seated, 
right? Oh, okay. Place, placement matches. Yeah. Placement matches. Thank you. Your placement matches. So if you're playing with people that are less experienced than you, or maybe not quite up to score, and then like, or like have no experience, that can impact you because you're going to lose. Lins and losses t- are taken into account, right? So that's mm-hmm. why give them 50 matches. Make sure that, you know, if they want to get into competitive, they have enough under their belt to understand the mechanics of the game and the objectives. That's really the key. What are the fucking map objectives and how you accomplish that? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so like if if all of this stuff and the and the people that are complaining are complaining about things that a brand new player are, are going to have to go through and experience, then I'm less against it. Because I think to me, it recognizes the time and money or whatever and support that older players, experienced players have given. And then like, because they're not forcing you to go back through and collect all that stuff, they're they're letting you bring in your collection and not making you jump through any additional hoops. You get, you get to start pretty much start where you were. Um, that's fine. But if it's a thing that's widespread and everybody has to go through this, then I'm like, who, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm going to reach out to my buddy at Blizzard and slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely seems like so it definitely seems like if you already have the game or at least have been active with it for, you know, a decent while, you get to come and at least get the characters unlocked. I'm not sure if you get the competitive matches unlocked or anything like that or if you get to bring cosmetics with you. I'm just not sure about that. The time, I yeah. guess tomorrow we'll find out. But yeah. Whenever um, it comes to new people coming in, this is where the grind fest comes because even just to get those new character or those characters that have already been out for everyone else, like you do have to grind a hundred matches. So it's not as much. I think that the issue is that it's not as much about the process of taking a bit to get to them. It's how long it takes to get to them. A hundred matches to unlock characters that were out in the first game is a long time. It's, when this is just well, very much a continuation of it. Uh, I would hundred ranked matches, man. That's like that's so long in gameplay. I would, I would. Okay, so I would say your average match probably mm-hmm. is about six to seven minutes. They said ten to fifteen in the thing. Ten to fifteen. They said ten to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ten to fifteen minutes. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to dispute their numbers. They have more more data than I right. ever will. All right. So 10 to 15 matches. So, you know, what, what 1,500 minutes? I'm not going to do the math on that, however long that is. Um, like for the, the time spent playing. But this is all for new players. So with that amount of time, you're still learning the game. So mm-hmm. like to be able to limit you on a on the experience to try and streamline it so it's not overwhelming yeah, sure, there's that point where people are like, but then I don't have access to this character. What if this character is meta? And what if this character is like, blah, blah, blah. That's on, that's on Blizzard to balance that shit to make sure it doesn't happen that way. But, but, but that's I hear 25 it. hours of gameplay to unlock those characters. Just to you know how unlock quickly those you characters. Could, do you know how quickly you could get through 25 hours of gameplay in this game? It goes by so I mean, it fast. definitely depends on how much you play, but I mean, 25 hours just to unlock, a, like... All Some the all base, the original base, characters. base level original characters, yeah, like that's yeah, that's I, a long time. I'm on the, I'm on the fence about. The, I know I was like in support of it a second ago, but I'm kind of on the fence about like putting old characters behind that. Um, I I guess how is it done in League of Legends, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a similar type game, right? Where what if they introduce a rotation? 
uh, system for characters or whatever, right? For unlock for using. Yeah, characters. I mean, well, they have so it's a, it's they do it through many different ways, I guess. In league, it's oh, there's always a rotation going on, right? Um, mm-hmm, every week mm-hmm. there's a new rotation, and then mm-hmm. there is uh, chests that are unlocked, which contain champion shards, okay. which you can unlock. Okay. You decide if you want those to be permanent or not. Um, okay. and you get those through various ways of just playing, right? If people get like an S rating on a character, I think you get like four or five chests a month, um, on new S rating champions, just someone in your game gets an S. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's that. And then the other method is you, every single game you get points and basically you can use those points to unlock characters and characters have varying degrees of cost based on how long they've been out some are super cheap and you can snag up like 20 of them very fast and then from then on it gets more expensive depending on how far or how long they've been out okay so, i mean it, that's a good that's a good fair set like i have no qualms with their system i just had a buddy start playing league of legends and he already has you know 25 champions unlocked after probably 10 15 games yeah, that um, would that I think that would be my my question about like a lot of this is like I think a lot of this evaluation and complaining for lack of a better word is coming from people who are not new to the game. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they're looking at their experience of like, well, how would I feel if I was just coming into the game and this look like but like remember back when the game first started? I guess, right? What was the experience then? Like there's so many heroes and so many things to learn and know, and it's hard to focus um on somebody to learn them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like if you stream if you strip if you trim it down and make it so there are fewer characters that you have to learn, right? But then you can start to learn the nuance and mechanics of the game itself. Then you start expanding that person out by going, okay, all right, you know how healing works in this game because you played mercy who is just a single target healer right that's what she does heal heal click click boom boom done now you understand how you heal a character great now we're going to give you a character like um trying to think of the best one all right we'll give you a character like baptiste right Mm -hmm. who's who now goes his healing isn't his primary thing like it's not his primary attack it's a secondary attack and he has other things in his kit that can help his team survive then he also has a vertical maneuverability so now rather than flying around you're more ground-based but now you have another way to traverse the level right so it's like now that we've introduced this character to you you understand how healing mechanics work now it's about learning this character's kit so you you kind of drip that out to get the player to to understand uh, things better and faster right. than it and was I agree with the drip. Everything like I yeah. think that there should be a drip in in any game that requires any kind of tutorial, because I think it, it eases the player into the game and doesn't it's a, confront yeah. them with too much stuff all at once. Like what any will soon be game. me and AFK in a couple hours. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's so I definitely agree with with the existence of it. I think the, my only qualm with it, which it sounds like everyone else is on the same boat it's it's not the fact that it it drips out in a battle pass it's how long the drip is like it's just more like it needs to be cut down by like half basically because even then like just to play competitive mode you have to play 72 matches to play it said 50 wins right it was 50 wins to get to get unlocked competitive mode right win 50 quick play matches was it matches or was it oh i don't remember now I, i we've done so many calculations between matches and minutes and times and hours 
that I yeah. I don't remember what the original stat was, but yeah, fifty so, matches, I guess. Yeah, the article that the other article that you sent that I was looking at said uh, new players will have to win fifty quick play matches to unlock competitive mode, and then roughly a hundred matches to unlock all of the like existing like there Overwatch one thirty two characters. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I, oh, that's right, because I converted it from hours to minutes, and then divided that into per game, but that wouldn't be enough because we had a rating of 10 to 15 minutes per match. So yeah. <laughs> sorry, real quick, funny thing. I was literally going back and reading that article, like, and then mm-hmm. it gets to the point where there's a quote that's saying that the focused experience eases new players into the world of overwatch by teaching them about different modes, rules, and other high level aspects of the game in an approachable way. I hadn't read that quote mm-hmm. prior to the statement that I had made. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because that is, I mean, that is very much the intention and that is how games should operate. Like, I agree with that. But yeah, it's just, there's just a lot of it required to get to milestones. It feels like they're really milking the battle pass. Like, yeah, they're not nickel and diming you with, with this anymore, but that's kind of now like with the loot box anymore. But now it seems like in some ways that's kind of been absorbed into the battle pass. Um and so you're kind of having to do that, but in a different way. So you're investing yeah. time now, more time now instead than ever before. Um, the, the one point I will make, though, is Battle Pass tuning mm-hmm. is hard to do until you increase the until scope live. of people who yeah. are engaging with it. So I, I wouldn't anticipate that this is the end all be all. The probably and it's going to be seasonal anyway, right? So, oh, I am confident although, that it will change. Like, I, I yeah. think that I think that whenever people start playing it, especially considering, you know, everyone kind of had the same sentiment. Good game, but long battle pass. Like, I would imagine Correct. it's not really like a fuck this game. We're not playing this shit anymore because it's about it's more of like, a, hey, the battle pass needs some tweaking BT dubs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like either way. I am curious to see it. I am more involved. Like I, I don't really. I am gonna play it. Uh, you know, tomorrow whenever it comes out. So Hells we need yes. to we need to play together. But the, I am more much more excited and interested in the PVE stuff that's gonna be coming later on. I wish that that was launching tomorrow. But yeah, agreed. That that's my thing. Is I, I think the idea of playing, you know, in that world multiplayer with some friends going through in a PVE setting would be fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyways, I think, oh no, we have one more thing. And then I promise we'll stop holding you hostage at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a new Monster Hunters game um, from EA. They've decided to uh, join in on this space because Monster, Monster Hunters, whether we like it or not, uh, it is a game that has a a long-standing audience with it, right? I, I mean, I... Monster Hunter has been around for a very long time. I played Monster Hunter World, which was my first foray into the Monster Hunter universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a little bit of Rise when it came out on the Switch initially. Um, I own it on PC, but I haven't right. played it. Yeah, for, for me, I got it on PlayStation and um, the most recent one. and Or no, no, not the most recent one. The one before that. Monster Hunter World, I guess. Right? That that was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just too much for me. Like, I, I just, I remember like 20 minutes and I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? And then I just it's was a lot. like, I'm done skis. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, because I was just never like super into the aesthetic or anything like that either. So it just wasn't a lot of motivation for me to play. This, however, I watched the video on it. 
it looks very cool, like way cooler to me than Monster Hunter ever looked. You have, <laughs> it's like these samurai ninja people, like you have this very Eastern aesthetic to it, and it's, they're tackling these gigantic, crazy monsters, the huge scope monsters, and you have like a sword plus some crazy what is it they called it magic tech mad magi tech or something like that that you're using yeah. as well so like yeah. all kinds of craziness but i really dig the samurai kind of look to all these characters and like the you saw them like a sneaking very, up in the bushes and stuff like yeah. that a feudal a feudal japan feel to it which yeah. is cool the very very ghosts of tsushima kind of thing yeah exactly so, so i giant think it, monsters Right. Uh, what could go wrong there? So no, nothing. I, good. I said nothing could go wrong there. You give it, me a feudal like samurai ninja kind of feudal mm-hmm. Japan plus big giant monsters. All right, I'll try it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think definitely this is uh, off to a good start. Um, the game is called Wild Hearts, by the way. Um, they released a two and a half minute trailer uh, just the other day. So definitely check it out. It looks good. I'm pretty sure I will be playing this game, giving it a go. But yeah. Very cool stuff. I also, especially like, I'm, I'm not sure if you got to this part in the trailer or not, but um, there was a part where he put out just to add to the mag- Magitech thing that they're doing. Um, he pulled out like this old Da Vinci-esque uh, like flying contraption where it started spinning around and flying him over the monster. It was really, really cool looking um, mm. because it looked so rudimentary and it was it was just like really, really interesting looking. Anyways, that's cool. Lots right. of fun there. Definitely have a go at it for anyone that's interested. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up. Do you have anything else to say on that one? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the rest of the show. So, Dehooch, thank you very much for joining in and filling in. Hey, man, not a problem. It was fun. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm super pumped to be able to do the She-Hulk thing. Since all three of us are interested enough, I think that it would be a fun... Um, thing for our patrons so patrons look oh, forward yeah. to that that'll be uh, what i can only imagine a gigantic conversation <laughs> yes <laughs> considering what yes. equates to probably three minutes of actual footage <laughs> already took up like an hour so um yeah. but anyways but yeah that's it uh so thank you all very much for listening we really really appreciate it make sure to join in on that discord the patreon and leave those five star reviews and yeah we will see you next time